Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. film fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey and joining me to the left in mouse form drew douglas we're both in mouse form we can't undo the curse because we are bringing you a this or that podcast episode in which we are discussing a brand new movie and comparing it to an older version the original version we're going to find out if the original version of The Witches 1990 version holds up, or maybe is better than the 2020 Robert Zemeckis version, do I got to ask, how excited are you to talk about The Witches? <sighs> <laughs> well, we're in the hall. Holiday. It's technically a holiday it's a season. Holiday. Yeah, with uh, Halloween, and you've been making your way through this huge list of scary movies i you know as a kid i always thought the witches the original film was terrifying as a kid it scared me and i'll get into that here when we start talking about these movies but with this and adding it to your collection did any of these movies make it as your only scary movie for the night that you watched? Or did you watch another scary movie in addition to The Witches? I did a double feature with, with the both witches. of these. Yeah, I had never seen either. Obviously not the new one. And then I had never seen the original 1990 version. And the did you watch any other scary movies on the same day or night? Yeah, well, the, uh, the night before I watched... Um, Train to Busan. Oh, first time? Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Have you seen that yet? I actually watched it at the start of the pandemic. It is, um, it was okay. Yeah, it was, I kept hearing amazing things about it. And whenever I watched it, I was waiting for a little bit more, but it reminded me of a better version of World War Z. You know, it's interesting. This made me want to watch WWZ. I haven't seen that since theaters, but I own it on Blu-ray and just have never rewatched it. So I pulled that out. That's going to be one of the next things I watch in the coming days. Hmm. Um, Busan, though, just okay. I think there's only so much you can do with the zombie genre. Yeah. It's like what is they, they either walk after you slowly or they chase you, uh, which I think was like a new thing with 28 Days Later. Yeah. Have they ever ran before prior to that well, point? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they did, it didn't seem to be... Uh, I don't think they really pulled them off before that. I mean, it was it's 28, day, 28 Days Later meets Snowpiercer. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie. I'm yeah. interested in watching, I think it's called Peninsula, and yeah, that's, that's the, the sequel. One. Yeah, it's not, it's not, they won't call it a sequel. It's just in the same universe. Which makes me intrigued, like, what is, like, will we end up seeing any of the characters again? Because... I mean, there is a pretty definite conclusion, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but do you like the end of the movie, how it how it ended? 
I guess maybe spoiler territory. I was surprised at how many people of the main cast died. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that the movie overall, the, the best thing about it is how it maneuvered. Honestly, I'm going to say an antagonist, but he's the protagonist and he's not necessarily a likable guy. And by the end of it, you start to feel for him and you like him more than you did <laughs> whenever we're introduced to him at the very beginning. But and I liked him. I, you understand that he's just a, a working man. And kind of a jerk. He's basically Robin Williams and Hook. Oh, if we ended up taking, now that makes me think, if there was one Robin Williams movie I'd like to see, it would be a zombie movie. Gee. And Robin Williams is like, uh, maybe playing his role from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> that's his best role ever. Oh, that's I rewatched that about a month ago. It's so good, so amazing. So is that is that the best Ben Affleck movie? In terms of acting mm-hmm. or war? no, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, uh, so where all what what other movies have you watched since we last talked on the pod? Scary movie wise, so much. Yeah, and you've Honestly, done more. So mu- is yes, I've done because it's well, been a week. I, I watched. You've something. done more JC John Carpenter. Uh, yeah. Well, what's the last thing I mentioned? So you said whenever we were texting last night that you were going to do Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and yeah. there's a second one. I can't remember. The, uh, in the in the mouth of madness. Yes. So since last recording, I had, the witch was the last movie I had watched. In between that, I did the two witches. Train to Busan, and then Prince of Darkness, uh, which has, I think, some faults to it, uh, namely the characters and and just, for some reason, a lot of the characters, I was just like, these people are stupid. Oh. But is that an underrated JC film? Because that it, it is, I, I think, rather haunting in a lot of ways, and one that I thought about for days after, and it just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> creeped me out the i i think the it is an underrated movie there anytime we talk about jc i think you for me anyways whenever i describe his movies i say underrated pretty so much all of them that's but, the uh the second of his apocalypse trilogy in in the mouth of madness is numero three which rounds it out which rounds it out and i'm gonna do that um i'll probably push assault off because that's not really halloween or horror related yeah i think that would be a good follow-up after Halloween because you definitely get some of those Halloween vibes in Assault and you pick up a few They Live and In the Mouth of Madness, but I will say Madness is one of those movies that it is as if John Carpenter and Stephen King had a child and that's the child. And they just plowed. Mm-hmm. One thing I it's love fantastic. about his movies, among many things, is Every time you start one, I look at the runtime. There's about 95 minutes almost mm-hmm. every single time. And he likes to keep them short. He keeps them short. But, yeah, man, I just have to say Prince is one of those movies. When I first saw it, I thought it was okay. On rewatch, it just keeps getting better and better. And I think that there are a few things that aren't done so well, but the ending yeah. sticks with you. It's so good. It's like no matter what, you cannot stop something from happening. Yeah. It's, it's just a creep fest, and that is, I think, more than any of his others that I've seen. That is, that's an ultimate slow burn, mm-hmm. because the last like ten minutes are just chaos. Yeah, and that is very similar to without giving anything away. Well, no, I no, nah, that's that's not true. 
I was getting ready to say something, but also I'm tiptoeing because I don't want to spoil anything for Madness. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine by the next time we are together, I will have seen that movie. I, I have a, so, so I have World War Z. I want to rewatch the new Evil Dead Madness. And then I, have lo- I haven't watched Bad Hair yet. I got a bunch of stuff I need to crank out this week because this is the last week of October. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, sad to say, but it's perfect fall weather. It's like very cold and very rainy here right now. It's like I like to have the windows open, snuggle up in bed, and just watch just a creep fest. I'm tempted just to call in sick tomorrow. I don't blame you. And then I'll just stay at home wrapped up in my little work snuggie. And <laughs> I'm just going to, I've got a 24 case of Pepsi. I'm going to put Ooh. that right beside the couch. And I'm just going to plow through that like uh, the kid from Home Alone. What was his, his name? Fuller. And he was just drinking that and eating the cheese pizza. Which, by the way, did you eat anything while watching The Witches? No, I didn't. Oh. We had pizza, but it was for football night. Okay. For uh, my brother-in-law who plays for Northwestern. And um, so we had Domino's that night. I got to say, your photo. Yeah, we put some pictures online, and it was good. It was some good za. It looks so... Like, tonight, I'm going to go eat some pizza. And I had some pizza last night. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to turn into one giant slice of pizza, I feel. Yeah. As long as it's pan. <laughs> the pan is the best. And I, we did something that we don't ever usually do. We did, because my wife likes jalapenos, and I was like, oh, I'll get the whole thing. Just a whole, we didn't do half. We did the whole thing with jalapenos. It was good. Really? A good spice to it. We yeah. Did that, we did that on the Italian sausage and the ham. Oh, that now that does sound really good. It was really a good, good combo. And then the other one was extra extra pep. Was that really spicy? No, it wasn't super spicy. One thing I will say, and we've talked about this before, some of the recent Domino's orders I've had, you lift up the za and it's dripping with grease. Mm. This one was not like that at all. So was that kind of a letdown? No, it was great. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. that's I, I have not had that kind of pizza in the longest time. I mean, I didn't feel like my arteries were going to literally explode oh. after eating two slices. I but definitely... I don't, know. I don't know if we should be talking about Domino's. They're not giving us any love on social media. And I don't get it. We keep name dropping them and giving them lots of love. And I know it's working because we have people that listen to us that say, when you talk about that za, I want that za and I'm going to mm-hmm. go order it for my family. Yeah. And they go do that. And we're bringing Domino's business. And they don't have the courtesy to like our tweets. I think at this point, we might have to stop. We're keeping them in business. It's, I mean, at this point, I'm a little offended that Domino's won't even simply like one of the tweets. They're just, they're they're going off the rails like train to Busan. <laughs> so what, the, not to, this is the last thing about Domino's, but I did, I used my uh, piece of the pie rewards. So one of those pans was free. Mm. I only paid for the other one, and it was like 13 bucks. We chapped down. Well, so not only did you get that for free then, then because of their reward system, you get 10 points, getting you closer to another free zone. To another one. Uh, I just, I love it. I'm Now I have to eat it. I'm like really hungry, but I'm going to go home and eat an entire pan tonight. <laughs> I don't blame you. The pan, it's only because you can only go as high as a medium. And at this point, it's just like I get my own pan, my wife gets a pan, and I saved like two slices for the next day. And then it was, I'm watching the Chiefs game, I just chow down on two more slices. I do have to say, this is my go-to, and well, is our go-to, because of now that theaters are closed, 
and the exception of there's one that's open here in, in town for us, but we're not going. This is like such a great way to watch movies at home, though. You get your pizza and you get your soda pop and then you sit down and maybe some more snacks and you're set. That's like the perfect way to watch a movie now. Even after the pandemic, I don't know if I'm going to go back. Oh, jeez. And that's that's saying a lot. But we first need to get sponsored by Domino's or this may be the last time we bring them up. We're just, we'll, we'll make the switch and we'll start doing it with... I can't do it with Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut can blow, but... Ooh, I bet you anything, Little Caesars will end up showing some love. <laughs> they probably would. This will, this will be a hot and ready podcast. What's the last thing that you watched? The last thing... We're starting with the last thing first, by the way. Yeah, so the last thing that I cranked out was Borat 2. Oh, did you like, was the Giuliani thing hard to watch? Uh, it was just so cringeworthy because it's oh. like, you set yourself up, pal. Like I know. All I, right, so you know what happens, right? Yeah, and did you see what he said oh, as to goodness. why he, he said yeah. he was just tucking his shirt in? <laughs> and what's so ridiculous, like the late night hosts had a field day with this, which go figure. Doesn't because, he have to sign off on this, by the way? I don't know. How does this work? I thought you would have to say, if you want to use my image, you have, you have to literally sign off on it. I, with other characters and people in the movie, I bet you anything they did. But for this, it's so ridiculous. I don't know kind of how that works because you end up obviously seeing some faces blurred. But the thing is, with what happened, I was able to avoid it until watching it. And whenever it happened, I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, how is it that he's not going to be taken down by the Me Too movement? Like, that's so ridiculous. He literally willingly goes into a bedroom following <laughs> someone who's supposedly 15 years old and a woman and no one else, I guess, in this room. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's just, it's so absurd. But overall, the movie, it as I was talking to a coworker and a listener here earlier today, I don't think it's as funny as this first film by any means. There are moments where it seems to drag, but I think this may be more rewatchable than the first one. The reason why I say that is there's more of, I'm not going to say a heart to it, but more meaning. There's, especially at the end, which it's crazy how they pivoted this movie. And I don't know what Sasha's original idea was, but because of the pandemic, I'm assuming they completely changed the direction of the movie. And with that being the case, I I have to say, like, he's a genius if, if that's what happened midway through the film, which we see that happen. But, oh, man, I just wonder how much of before the pandemic was shot before the pandemic or how much they shot after. But they cranked it out. I mean, they were talking about events and going to events that were happening in like June, July. Mm. But well, this seemed to come out of nowhere, where mm -hmm. they just announced that this was coming out. And now there is one thing that was confirmed. I thought Sasha may have been shooting for the upcoming season of Who Is America, his Showtime show. But apparently, that bit that he shot was for this movie. And I, I was they a little surprised. I thought they stopped doing that. I don't know, actually, but I'd, I'd like to see more episodes of that. But that was the last thing I watched. I did not eat while watching that movie. I should have. 
but I ended up cracking open a cold one. What'd you have? What'd you drink? It was a cherry Pepsi. Oh, I th- I thought you meant like a brew. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't have uh, I I didn't uh, drink anything outside of cherry Pepsi for cherry this. Pep. I've been having a lot of uh, cherry Dr. P. And the uh, do you get cans or bottles? Um, usually always cans. I don't have a lot of pop because sugary. I, I like, try to have to really wash my sugar. Well, and I like to getting cans because it's a smaller intake and you're able to limit yourself. Like typically after one can, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Do you get the 12 or the little eight ounce ones? Typically 12. Sometimes I'll get the small ones, but recently because, and I wasn't joking earlier when I said I got a 12 pack, a suitcase of Pepsi because that I figured it will last me for a while. I still haven't opened that. Was the last thing that you watched The Witches? Yeah, I mean, I did a double feature last night. So nothing, nothing today. And it was a, um, it was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's hard to watch something, two versions of something in the same day. At least I did because it is the same thing basically. How did you watch The Witches? Did you watch the original and then the new one? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch it in order. All right, so. I watched it in reverse. But you had already seen it. That's different. Yeah. And now, granted, I've not seen the original Witches in forever. But uh, my girlfriend wanted to watch the new one first. And she was willing to watch it. And I thought, okay, I'm surprised. I just rolled my eyes. I don't know if you saw me do it. Yeah. I think all the listeners felt that, too. But she wanted to watch it after the trailer. Ugh, That trailer's awful. It's terrible. It honestly... Uh, all I can say is it probably looks worse than how Sasha Baron Cohen smelled during parts of Borat 2. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because, like, through the trailer, I just kept thinking, Bobby Z, what have you stooped to? I was actually, <laughs> I was kind of excited to see the movie before the trailer. Yeah, and then prior, the, the announcement uh, of this movie and then just unfolding how it started, which we'll get into. Oh, good. I had high hopes for this. Well, you want to get into some stats real quick? Yeah, let's Before let's we cover. start playing our hand too much. Ooh. If you haven't seen this, I would imagine just no spoiler territory mm-hmm. from here on out. Um, the Witches is based off a novel by Roald Dahl. Did you read it? No, I've never read it. I should. Yeah, we need to point that out. Ne- we have no reference, or at least I don't, of the book. Do you? The book I have only read a few pages. Oh, okay. Well, that's but <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Because whenever there's a time period mm-hmm. where he yeah, had like Matilda and a few other books, and I've read those, The Witches, I have not. Robot. So we can't. We'll do a little compare and contrast with these two versions, but we can't compare it to the book. Uh, the plot of this, both versions: a boy and his grandmother must find a way to foil the plans of evil witches masquerading as normal women. <laughs> The uh, the original 1990 version came out August 24th, again, 1990, directed by Nicholas Ruge. Notable works include The Man Who Fell to Earth, starring David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Late David Bowie. Stars Angelica Houston, Mae Zetterling, Jason Fisher, Rowan Atkinson. Mm, Very Mr. funny. Bean. Uh, box office, 15 million smackers. Rotten Tomato score, what do you think for the 1990 version? I'm going to guess a flat 80%. 93%. What? Now, that could probably, likely, is factoring in a lot of more modern reviews. Sure. Because I don't. we obviously didn't have Rotten Tomatoes way back then. And so nostalgia is playing a factor. Because this 
obviously didn't do well, $15 million, but it said it's obviously gained a cult following. Let me flip the script and ask you a question. How much better would this have performed if instead of the little boy that was in this movie, instead we get Macaulay Colgan playing him? It would have been a smash hit. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought this is a great value version of Macaulay Colgan. And no, kid, that Jason, so he's only he. I looked this up. He was only in three movies, and he ended, I think, with Hook. I think it was his last film. He was one of the Lost Boys or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's bad. No, and I don't mean to knock him at all. But every time I saw the movie or watched this movie as a kid, I kept thinking, "Oh, it's Macaulay Culkin." No, it's not Macaulay Culkin. So, I I thought that the boy did a fine job for being a child actor. So. I just want to go on the record and say he was fine. Another note, uh, Jim Henson produced this. I, and I was surprised. Which is a big name. Yeah, I was surprised when I, with the rewatch, I totally forgot about that. Probably the biggest behind-the-scenes name, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into this in a moment, but author Roald Dahl called the movie utterly appalling, <laughs> and he died shortly after saying that. Oh! <laughs> Absolutely true. Oh my gosh. So we go to the 2020 version stats. Plot is exactly the same. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. From now on, we're going to call him Bobby Z. Bobby Z. That's what we call him. He has many, many notable works, including Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Castaway, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, et cetera, et cetera. Very good director. One, one of our mutual friends just bought the new uh, Back to the Future mm-hmm. 4K, and he paid $120 for it. He paid $70 for the Steelbook <laughs> case, and we looked at that, and it's cool. It's cool. 70 bucks though. I'd wait. Whew, I'd wait, too. Writing credits for this new one, Bobby Z, Kenya Barris, Guillermo del Toro who originally got the new version off the ground by wanting to do a stop-motion version. And maybe they should have stuck to that. Yeah, they should have. In my opinion. Uh, this one stars Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Jazir Kadeem Bruno, and Stanley Tucci. <laughs> it was supposed to come out in early October in movie theaters. Warner pushed to streaming, and it debuted on HBO Max on October 22nd. Rot Tomato score, do you have any idea? I'm going to say 43%. Close, 51%. Ooh. And you say it's going up, though, from... I had written 50%. I checked just before recording. It went up 1%. (laughs) So it ain't going up that much. Not much. Uh, So that's the stats for this movie. Wow. And we'll get into some notes, because I want to go back to what Rowald really hated about that. Maybe I should just do that now. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious. Especially to compare off the top with, like, say, new and old. New and old. So there's a big difference, and it's the ending. Uh, so I mentioned Dahl really hated the 1990 version, and what got him so riled up was how the director changed the ending of the book by having Luke in that version. And this new version, the kid has no name, by the way. He's mm-hmm. literally boy. hero boy is what he's called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in the old version, Luke, the boy, is turned into human again. In this new version, he stays a mouse because he's turned into a mouse by the witches. And that is how Dahl's endings is. Mm-hmm. The original 1990 version, both versions were shot, and Dahl allegedly wept, started crying when he saw the version where Luke stayed a little mouse, but he became enraged when Rue kept the ending where Luke returns to human form, <laughs> and he went as far as far as to say, get my name off this movie. Oh, my gosh. And then Jim Henson stepped in, played Peacekeeper, and was just, just like, you got to change your mind. But Dahl just hated this version so much because the ending changed. Jeez. I mean, here's the thing. It comes very abrupt. 
the ending's very abrupt. And of course, we'll we'll end up talking about that and the questions whenever we dive into that. But it's one of those I forgot two big things: Henson being attached and the ending of this movie. You want to do some cues? Yeah, let's start off with we've got ten questions here, and I we, think it's time to dive in. We should say too for questions two through nine, we're gonna we're gonna keep a tally of give it either the 1990 version gets the win or the 2020 version gets the win. Whichever has the most points, we you you all have a point. I will have a point for uh, each of these questions, and whichever one has the highest points, it's official. That is the that is the best version of the witches, and this is a very scientific formula, and it's just how it's going to be. That's the quality check tracker and dominoes. We're coming after you because you took that from us. It's the uh, QC guarantee. Let's kick it off with question number one. What's one word you would use to describe each movie? Nineteen ninety version. I would say is frightening. Yeah, it's actually my word, too. The 2020 version, I would say unnecessary. Ooh, that's that actually is not bad. I'm going with a surprise, and my word is surprising. For which one? The the new one. My no. one word for the original 1990 version is frightening. Because as a kid, there were three movies that scared me. We've gone over this before, but I'll keep it short. This is one of those three movies that terrified me. And anytime those opening credits started and you're flying through the clouds, it just, it freaked me out. And so much of the imagery in this movie, terrifying. It's scary. If you want to scare your, the crap out of your kids, give them the original film. The original is almost like a punishment. Yeah. It's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to make you watch The Witches again. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that's what my mom did. And then for the new version, it's like, all right, gather the family, sit down, get some popcorn, let's enjoy a movie together. It's more kind of uplifting, except the ending, and then, which isn't bad. It's not bad, though. But then um, I would say, though, that the new one, it was surprising because after watching the trailer, I was expecting it to be a garbage can lit on fire <laughs> and a monkey throwing crap at it. That's what I was expecting but that going movie in, to be. Those, that trailer's awful, but you, I immediately knew this was not going to be as scary, and it's going to be more mm-hmm. just like family, like for the younger kids, and it's not going to scare the crap out of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's more lighthearted for sure. So question number two, which Rotten Tomato score more accurately describes the final product? I mean, I thought this new version was just absolutely horrendous. So that that 51%, God, 93% for the first one. I don't think the first one's super great, but I there's a lot of it that I actually like, and it, it all comes down to Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this new one is just awful. Well, the, the old one, it reminds me a lot of that era of Jim Henson. I mean, from the, the puppet, just using puppets and practical effects and the look of the witches. But it's something that I would actually say that the original score is a little bit too high. And I think the new one is pretty much right in line. I, I would actually say, no, 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 I think it's right in line. I think that's a good score. I just think every yeah. single thing this thing, this new one does... It's just not as good as the 1990 version, literally across the board. Well, like you said, it's unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. I I hate that complaint. I really hate that complaint because people say that about The Lion King, any of these Disney remakes, live action. It's unnecessary. (laughs) Well, who cares? It can still be good. (laughs) Right, right. 
Right. This, I just didn't think as a movie, I didn't think this was very good. I wonder if watching these back-to-back also that added to that feeling. It didn't help, but there is a huge, and we're going to get into this. There's a big reason why I think this movie sucks so hard. Ooh. Okay. Question number three. Plot-wise, the movies are essentially the same, but they have different starting points getting them there. Which story works better? I, I just prefer the original one. I don't know if it's a fact of, and, and I really tried to dissect this in my mind, but maybe as a kid and having watched the original several times, I felt like I related to it more because of various visual things like um, the grandmother in the original reminded me a lot of my mom's mom. So my grandmother. This is the first one where we need to give it to 1990 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which one, which which story do you like better? I'm saying the 1990 version, so that's one point. I what, to, what are you going to do? Yeah, I have to say the same. Oh, it's already up 2-0. Because now here's the thing. I think the new one does too much explaining. Like there's... It suffers from what a lot of newer movies suffer from in which it goes into it and it goes through this like dialogue, just the way that it unfolds. It's just, eh. Whereas the old one, the, the, the first film, there's more to it in which I felt left me hanging on to their every word, like the purple tint of the witch's eyes. And that was non-existent in the new one. And just like... The grandmother talking about how you can spot a witch. Much more exciting and terrifying in the original than the new one. Question number four. Better setting. England or Alabama? I I, I got to go England again. I have to say I do like them taking the original story and bringing that to America. But I'm going with the first one too. I think it was a noble try to bring this to Alabama, to... And also to use this story and tell it in a different way, but also relate it to, I mean, quite frankly, you could end up in, in with this, I mean, it's going to be like a serious issue, but this is kind of like symbolism for child trafficking in a sense of like, <laughs> right? I mean, because they're the witches are wanting to get kids and then they're using them to like get, take advantage of them and like, use them to, you know, and, and basically kill them. Why do they hate kids so much? I don't... But as a kid, imagine, like, watching the, the original. It terrified me because I'm like, what if I'm out and someone offers me a chocolate bar? I'm not going to take it, but that means in the movie, they target you and they never leave you alone. That's the terrifying thing. And especially the other thing going off of better setting, something about that opening with having the witch living next door and she had a cat. I mean, if you had a neighbor with a cat or a dog and it was enticing you to come over, I mean, as a kid, yeah, it's going to happen. You're going to be enticed by that. But, man, I just, there's something about the opening to the original. Even today still freaks me out. Stranger danger. Question number five. We're halfway through now. The big witch's reveal is perhaps the most exciting part of the story. Which version does it best? I mean, 1990 version is just absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was moments watching that I was like, oh, my gosh, they showed this to kids. (laughs) It's scary. 
yeah, I just, especially the way that they end up using practical effects to do that, which... Are you saying 1990 version then? Yes. So, so far, 2020 has not gotten a single thing. It's not, now six to nothing. Yeah, that's sad. Which, talking about practical practical effects, it brings us to question number six, in which Jim Henson's practical effects or Bobby Z's heavy CG use. I mean, the practical effects are the best thing about the 1990 version. I think the CG in this new one is the absolute worst thing. It was so distracting. Mm-hmm. It looks so cheap. Nothing was real. Yeah. Literally from this, like a bottle of potion with CG. <laughs> no, why didn't they do this like animated if you're going to do that? They should have. But are we that? Are we at that point where we just can't practically make anything? I'm, like what? How is this any cheaper? Yeah, I I agree. It's I mean practical all the way, and it just really sucks because it's I would feel like pretty. I'm not gonna say easy, but at the same time, like at least try. I I'm sure it costs more than what we think, but it looked cheap. Yeah. Well, how much CG they used? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, her face looked awful. That when, part. Whenever her mouth would just open, it looked so fake. That part would just, oh. I, and I, I like the idea that they were wearing, like, these masks. It's the Mission Impossible masks to hide their nose and this bird-like witch. I mean, creepy. This 2020 version looks awful. And the mice. And this is funny because I thought for sure my girlfriend would end up saying that with seeing um, Bobby Z's practical effects, she would like the mice better, but she liked the mice better in the original. I was surprised. They looked good. It actually Mm -hmm. looked pretty good because I didn't know how they were going to do it in that old version. I was actually pleasantly surprised by how good everything still looks and how everything moved so fluidly. Yeah. Question number seven, better Grand High Witch, Angelica? Or Anne Hathaway. Now, this is the first one where I could... I mean, it's close. Because Anne Hathaway goes for it. She the goes for it. The problem is, she looks freaking awful mm-hmm. because of that CG. This is where, like you said, I think some of the actors and actresses... I actually really liked Octavia Spencer, and I really liked Anne Hathaway. Mm. But I still had to go with Angie. I don't know. From the original. So you're doing 90? Yeah. Because oh, she man. also, she freaked me out. And a lot of that has to be due to the director and the writing and the way she, like, for example, her clothing, the way that she had black and purple and, mm-hmm. she, and like, it oh, just yeah. fit. Good. Yeah. Do you think she was sexy? Because the director said, even though this is like a kid's film, I, she needs to be sexy. Anne Hathaway got me on that. I think that she would be more seductive. But Angelica, I just saw her as like, she scared me as a kid. Wouldn't it be? So Anne Hathaway has like the Joker scars from The Dark Knight. Mm, all of them do, what? yeah. What? That's not noticeable? Exactly. I, In my opinion, it's like, so you're talking about how you can spot witches and that's not one of the things that you talk about in spotting witches? I mean, wouldn't that be the first thing you look at? But All right, I'm going to give it to Angelica. Ooh. But I'm going to say Anne is enjoyable. Oh, I think, yeah. I, I like that she goes for it. I, I, I think that um, I would have to say that Anne, Octavia, and the boy, I like all three. Did you like Chris Rock? No. Having Chris, <laughs> the narration I thought was pretty stupid. They could have done without it. but they. And it's not Chris Rock's fault. It's just, do we need to freaking narrate this movie? Yeah. 
once again, it falls. But that could be that could be the bookend of this, and I guess he does kind of narrate throughout the film. But the, the beginning and end, I guess, maybe are in the book. I I mean, I like that, but at the same time, I could have done done away with that. I do like it's very much so like that fallen the narration with you don't really know what happened to him if you were to go into this movie not knowing. So that that's I mean fine. Better ending: boy turns back into a boy, or boy stays as a mouse. I like him turning back into a boy. The the whole Re- ending of he's a mouse and he's where, first of all where are they finding these children to go fight witches? Well, yeah, are they just like orphans? Probably. I just think that's creepy. There's something creepy about that <laughs> where they're just like, go fight this war for us. So I'm going to say I actually like that he turns into a, a child again. And it makes sense with the freaking witch, the assistant yeah. witch in the first one that is left behind and she's just treated like garbage the entire time. Yeah. So what does she do? She turns into Glenda the Good Witch. And yeah, she's she basically is wearing the same clothes that she is. But... And I know Roald Dahl's probably, he's probably spinning in his grave right now. Well, I'll make Dahl happy by saying I choose the new The ending. mousey? Yeah. All right, wow. Here's, now, here's the thing, though. I think that the original, uh, upon rewatch, it has a, it, it's more abrupt. I do like that with the witch just saying, you know what, I'm fed up. But the having this new version, I like that not only does a boy stay a mouse, but they've like started a new family where it's the the mice. But I would rather have the mice and the grandmother take on the witches, you know, rather than like this small army of kids. It's just weird that it's kids. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like cute, but in terms of like doing away with that, I would say, yeah, just cut out that kids part. But then again, I guess it gives a little more meaning to the narration for the mouse of Chris Rock, which he looks more like an old mouse. I did like, I like the look of the old mouse and they somehow managed to get him to look like Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> they actually spent probably like $12 million on that last shot. They just green mild him. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> by making the mouse older. So, <laughs> so question number nine. It's the penultimate question. Which movies are you more likely to return to? I will never, I mean, God willing, never watch the 2020 version again. Really? I'm serious. And I'm saying That's, if I had to rewatch and rank Bobby Z, I don't know if I could stomach watching this again. <laughs> it's not like a bad movie. It's just not good. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like what it suffers from a lot at times is mediocrity. But I'm going to have to once again flip the script and say, because I've seen the new, the old one so much, I'll have to say I will be more apt to rewatch the new one. You're, in, you're absolutely insane. So that was the final one where we could vote on which version is better, scientifically proven, 1990 version versus 2020, with a 12-2 to victory. <laughs> it's the 1990 version. It's a landslide. And you, the two. you voted all for the original. The only one that almost got me was Anne Hathaway. And it's because she looked good. Would you say if you were a child that she would be more apt or you would be more apt at being seduced by Anne Hathaway? Yes. Like lure it in. I do think there's something sexy about uh, Angelica Houston. She has honestly like this old Hollywood vibe to her in a ways. 
But what if you? Uh, never mind. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> the final question, not relating. I mean, it relates to the witches, but it's more Bobby Z. Will Bobby Z ever make a great movie again? So I wrote this question thinking that he hadn't really done anything good in about 10 years. Oh, 2018, Welcome to Marwin. 2016, Allied. 2015, The Walk. 2012, Flight. 2009, A Christmas Carol, and so on and so forth. Uh, I didn't hate Marwin like a lot of people did. I think that yeah. was um, half good Zemeckis, half, sure. I would say, very misguided and just like, what are you doing? That's, I didn't hate Marlon, but it's not a very good movie. Allied, I, I remember kind of liking Brad Pitt, Marion yes, Cotillard. It was fine. So, yeah, I think he's going to do something good again. But I don't, after this, I'm just like, am I super excited about a new Bobby Z movie? Oh. I don't know. He's got two movies coming out. One is a live-action version of Pinocchio that's rumored to have Tom Hanks as Geppetto. On excitement level, one out of five witch heads... <laughs> By being, you're really excited. Let's do Pinocchio noses. <laughs> um, I would say honestly, probably like a three out of five, three out of, or no, sorry, sorry, four out of five. Of all the live action Disney remakes, that would be the one that I'd be most excited to see. I would say. I think this one could be actually very cool. And then he's he's got something else called Aries. I have no idea what that is. Hmm. But Bobby Z, yeah, he's probably. I don't know. Is he going to do something great? Yeah, I think so. It'll be the sequel to Forrest Gump. He needs to just do Back to the Future 4. Oh, oh I hope not. And reboot it somehow. <laughs> I hope not. The, here's the thing. You still have not seen The Walk, right? I haven't With, seen The Walk or Flight. What? Dating all the way back to Forrest Gump. I haven't seen, actually haven't seen A Christmas Carol either. The Walk, Flight, A Christmas Carol. I've I own all of the, well, I don't own The Walk, but I have Flight and A Christmas Carol. I just never watched it. Interesting enough. The only one I've not seen all the way through dates all the way back to 1997, Contact. Wow. Contact's really good up until like the last 15 minutes, and then I just, I do not like the last part. Hmm. Uh, but on this list, I'm looking at 2000, What Lies Beneath. Awesome. I love that one. That's going to be what something I watched this week. It's uh, got my girl Michelle Pfeiffer in it. I think it's on HBO, too. It's, uh, it's a creep fest. I need to rewatch that. It's like a it's like a throwback Hitchcock type film. Michelle Pfeiffer, though, I don't know if you know this, biggest celebrity crush of all time. Strangely, for Michelle, I never like with her work. I never really followed her very much, but there was something that she was in recently. It may have been Ant Man, actually, and I thought, man, I'm like, I'm like, kind of attracted to her. Oh, geez. (laughs) I don't. It just, it was a really weird feeling that I had while sitting in the movie theater eating popcorn. But I... I don't know. That's not a... I mean, you're just now realizing that? Or you're just saying that in in that film you were surprised? It was like in that film I, I started thinking that. I'm like, but she's always been like attractive. I've just never, you know, I guess I never had the thought of you know what the those thoughts you uh, never had what i've had yeah exactly i will say marwin i feel the same way that you do however you talked about it being half good half bad that's kind of how i feel about the new witches like it actually wasn't there are times that i didn't mind it honestly if this movie this new one had just gone more practical and less cg or yeah. just go, gone all in on stop motion even stop motion i feel like you would lose some of hathaway's performance so they did the same film, but it was more practical. 
they just go the Jim Henson mm-hmm. route. I think this would be a fine movie. Yeah. The CG is so distracting. I Yeah, well, and that's that's the greatest problem with the movie, I would say. I mean, um, legit, two minutes into this, I texted you and said, OMG, the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Because it's everything. Well, sadly, Marwin's a lot like that at times with the but CG. But Marwin's got its own, like, style. I didn't yeah. think that looked bad. That's true. That, and yeah, that at least made point. sense, too, because he's just, like, envisioning this stuff. Yeah. And it's his own world. Sure. So that, okay, well, yeah, now that you say that, that, that's a good point. But with, because like Marwin that's heartfelt, this witch's version is at times it could be charming. But like you said, if practical effects were used more than that, but th- then it would be allied, it was fine. The Walk, actually, I would highly recommend watch The Walk and Flight. Those are great back-to-back movies i will watch it i always think of the walk because you said you saw it in theaters by yourself and there was no one in the theater on an imax screen and they were they were super stoked that they were going to be able to leave work early <laughs> and then you showed up for the 11th what like 10 50 screening yeah. imagine this entire auditorium that they're having to turn back on because they were turning off the projector and everything. And here walks in this guy. <laughs> this dumbass walks in. <laughs> and we got to start everything up. But I would say watch Flight first and then watch The Walk later. It's a good-like balance. But, yeah, Bobby Z, he'll definitely do some some more good things. I'm waiting for a resurgence of Bobby Z. I'm going to call it now. Next movie Bobby Z does... We're going to be talking about it and praising it as one of the best movies of that year. Whenever Pinocchio? That comes out, maybe. That's what's next. Unless it's Ares or whatever this other movie is. That may be his avatar. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> better not be. Oh, boy. So that concludes our discussion of the witches. But we are now going to bring up Chart Toppers. This is a game that's basically changing the world. It's taking all of our listeners by storm. And I'm not kidding around. We've we've done like a dozen games on this show, and I have gotten more positive feedback on on chart toppers than anything else that we've ever done. Loves. If you've never listened before, I didn't explain this in the last episode very well. The last podcast. Uh, chart toppers is the iTunes top five rental for that particular date so today is december december yeah october 26 2020 we have the itunes top five rentals i'm gonna give you eight movies in round one you're gonna pick five of those movies that you think are in the top five round two you're gonna place those in the top five all the ones that you got correct i would also like to say i didn't say this last time all eight movie choices are in the top 100 iTunes rental charts. So I won't just randomly find a movie. <laughs> They're all in there at some point. Good. So I'm going to read you the eight films that you get to choose from, and then you're going to narrow it down. Are you ready? So last time, I should say, round one, you get $5 for everything you get right. Round two, you get $10. We're going to up that? 
No, we're doing the same thing again because oh. I'm not rich. Last time <laughs> you got 20 bucks. I was hoping that it would be, what was it, 70 at the end? Yeah, 70. So get your ca- you got your calculator out. I want to make ready. sure we, uh, we, I don't want to shortchange you anything because, again, I can't do five plus five. Oh. So round one, these are worth five dollars each. You're going to pick five films. First movie up for grabs, Eva. Hmm. So, <laughs> starring Jessica, starring the lovely Jessica Chastain and Colin Farrell. Man, whether or not it stayed in, I'm going to have to pass for now. That seems like it's been up there for way too long. I feel like it may have overstayed its welcome. So we did this one week ago, and that's what's going to be entertaining. Because hmm. did Ava stay in the top five? I don't know. I, don't I think know. that was uh, number four last week. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it did. So I'll ha- I'll pass for now. I'm ner- my heart is racing. Oh. Uh, second movie up for grabs, Casper. I will say, uh, mm, yes, it's on the top five. Third movie, The Doorman. <laughs> the Door? What? Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm going to say no. Uh, if it's on there, I'm going to <laughs> scream. Fourth movie, The Phenomenon. Not oh Phenomenon starring that creepo John Travolta. This oh. one's called The Phenomenon. Hmm. I believe it's a documentary. That could be, hmm. That may be like <laughs> Trump card from last week. <laughs> Number hmm. five, The Witches 1990 version. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. Number six, Love and Monsters. Yes. Number seven, Friendsgiving. No. And then your final choice... After we collide. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just because of that, yes. I'm going to say that's on there. So after we collide. All right. So here we go. Round one. Um, yeah, make your choices. Here we got Ava, Casper, The Doorman, The Phenomenon, The Witches, Love and Monsters, Friendsgiving, After We Collided. You get five. Wait a second. The Doorman. Is that with Michael Shannon? I think that maybe Michael It's got Ruby Shannon. Rose in it. From John Wick 2, and she was in Batwoman yeah. before she up and quit. Hmm. So when, whenever you're ready to lock something in, you lock it in. Let's lock in the doorman. Okay. Locking that in. Let's lock in freaking After We Collide It. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that will haunt me. The movie that we had never heard of until last week. Love and Monsters. Okay. You got two more. Hmm. Ava, Casper, The Phenomenon, The Witches, Friendsgiving. Let's go with The Witches and Casper. Oof. I'm going to roll the dice on throwbacks. You, you think people are going wild on Halloween? I think Casper may or may not be. All right, so let's go over these. You picked Casper, The Doorman, The Witches, Love and Monsters, After We Collided. These are $5 each. I can confirm that Casper is not on the list. Ooh, that was a gamble. More than that. Dang it. Okay. Your second pick that you locked in, The Doorman, starring Ruby Rose. I can confirm that The Doorman is not on the list. Oh, geez. I was expecting that to be like this (laughs) stupid trump card, whatever... Whatever that was, I'm surprised Trump Card's not on this if it was released. I'll say Trump Card was in the top 10. 
I'll bet it dropped to what, eight? You locked in The Witches 1990 version. I can confirm that The Witches is not in the Oh, my gosh. I am really just tanking on this. Stinking it up. Love of Monsters and After Reclited have to be on this list. Goodness. You, You picked, I mean, you didn't. You basically, you knocked three out. There's only three decoys. Good grief. You said Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters is on the list, so that's that's five bones. You're not going to, I don't know. I don't, I hmm. guess you could still get your 20, but it's, it's going to take a Hail Mary. Uh, you picked After We Collided. Definitely. And I can confirm that that is on the list. Definitely. So in round one, you got $10. 10 bucks. All I need is a miracle to get me that pen. So you <laughs> you kind of got it. You just need some tax. You need tax money. Um, so you're going to take Love and Monsters and After We Collide, and you're going to have to figure out where they go oh, in the top man. five. You got to get this correct because you got – this is for $10 each. Let's go with After We Collide at number one. Okay. You want to lock that in? Yeah. After at number one. Love and Monsters, number four. And you're locking in Love and Monsters. This is a Hail Mary. Number four. Let's hope people want a trashy movie to be their number one iTunes movie. <laughs> I only, I have no idea what this movie's even about. I, After this, I thought, I'm going to rent it. And out of just pure fury, I just decided not to even look at the poster again. So this is hard. This is real hard. You put Love and Monsters at number number four. You had five places to put it. You didn't get it right. Oh, that's a big fat X. Oh, jeez. Number one, you said is after we collided. Come on, again, a movie we had never heard of. It's number one until last week. I can confirm. That's the number one rental. Oh today. wow! What is going on? So you got ten bucks, or you got fifteen dollars. Okay, that's enough for that pan. I feel good about that. I'm happy, and at least after reclining. So that puts Love and Monsters at number three. I'm gonna say number three. Here's the top five today. Number five, Friendsgiving. <gasps> Whatever the f that is. Yeah. Number four, Love and Monsters. Oh, sorry, you said Love and Monsters. Number four is the phenomenon. Number three, Ava. How? Number two is Love and Monsters. They flip Good grief. Wait, what was... No, it was Trump card that was number two last yeah. week. So after we collided, I think went from five to one. Goodness. Or four to one. Love and Monsters went from one to two. Yeah, I don't understand that. And then Ava? Like, I'm going to have to watch this movie. People, I think they just want their Jessica Chastain. Well, I mean, so Casper, number 16 on the top 100. The Witches, number 15. Uh. The Doorman, number 26. <laughs> Here's some interesting notes that I thought caught my attention. John Carpenter's Halloween, number 34. Surprised it's not up there more. Halloween 2018, number 9. There are no really? John Carpenter. There's no other John Carpenter movie in the top 100 besides Halloween. I, Isn't that insane? That's just, the thing is 102. That's the second highest. That's blasphemy. That's, that's some BS. I... <sighs> just give up at this point because with the movies that are in the top five and the thing is not even in the top 100 that's awful that that is that's a sad bleak day for film it makes me sick to my stomach but you got 15 bucks that's enough for a pan 
I'm going home after this and I'm going to I'm going to devour a pan. I'm going to eat it all of myself and I'm going to get constipated. Jeez. And call on sick tomorrow because I can't make it in. So you got a free pan basically cuz of the money and then you get a piece of that pie. Loves. You're you're I guess you know you didn't do as well but you know what you're still a winner in my eyes. At least I didn't Biff it in terms of last time because on um, the the f- last week's chart toppers I did not get anything from round two right. But you still got twenty dollars. Yeah, and I still managed to screw that up once I didn't even land one of those and the the round two. So is it as fun when there's three of the same five that carry over, or does do we need a? I guess no, you I know what it, if I look on there and I'm like, I, I think it's still fun, but I. I think if it was just the same thing, I would just say, hey, we're not doing it. Even if it was, it would basically be reverse psychology because then you start, I would start second guessing, yeah, but there's no way it could stay number one. That's because, what you did with Ava and it just, you screwed the pooch on that. Yep. And even like if everything was the exact same, like, hey, heads up, after the fact, if I got it all wrong, it's like, this is identical to last week. That'd still make it fun. It would be, I would be in my head about it, but I just can't freaking believe some of these movies. A phenomenon, The Doorman. <laughs> so After We Collided is a sequel to a something called After. And After, I, I think it was like number 22. Man, that's rough. What is that? I feel like we need to cover it now on this. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I read the synopsis and it looks like complete garbage. Well, the tra- the poster to it looks really bad. It looks like somehow they've added fake rain and they've made the fake rain look worse than any CG from The Witches 2020. Like, no joke. I think it said it was based off Harry Styles fan fiction. Oh. The story. Oh, geez. No. There's no way we can cover that. Oh, geez. I thought for sure if it was going to talk about something else, then I'd be good, but not that. So next, I I guess we're just going to do our November Pop Culture Pick'ems, which includes PlayStation 5. So how excited are you for the November picks? I'm just excited to get that PS5 in my hands. Well, I'm going to sell it for two grand. You're excited for the PS5. I'm excited for the P5, which are five pizzas (laughs) from Domino's pans and if they don't sponsor us after this episode we're done (laughs) we're done with you so keep that in mind dominoes because until next time keep watching